0: Hey, it's the Brian and Kendra Show. We're here to give valuable insights and valuable tips and just all around good information about real estate.
1: I wasn't even listening. Did you, did you butcher the intro? I did, intro? baby. It's fine it's
0: extra valuable. It's extra valuable today.
1: Valuable, valuable, valuable. Yes. So did you have a Merry Christmas?
0: <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> okay, let's just move on. Okay, okay I... Like, part of me is afraid that we will have too much time if we start now on our topic. Part of me is afraid that this is going to last forever. Hey. It might feel like forever. It might. I do think it's—I do believe that this is viable insight. Yes. And I do think that you have some practical tips for some creative finding. I think
0: you're going to see a lot more of this.
1: Uh okay. I—so I like, by the book, I like—you know, I don't love Change. Cookie cutter. But, well, not so much that. I mean, <laughs> I think I have some uniqueness. Thank you. But, like, I like to know what to expect in a contract. Yes. And I'm afraid, like, whenever we do creative financing things, so we're going to talk about some creative financing for purchasing homes, mm-hmm. right? Real estate. I should say real estate. I'm always afraid that I will not do my part right, and it will hurt someone later. Yes. Somebody said one time... um, so people, I've heard somebody make comments that so and so is good at the contract part of real estate. So and so is a real seller. Yada yada yada. I think that the contract is the part that takes care of the buyers, and I think it's, I I think it is the most valuable part of the of the transaction because that's the part that protects everyone. Yes. That's the part that tells the buyer these things are to take care of you, and seller, this is to take care of you, and everybody knows exactly what to expect. So they can have the least amount of negative surprises. There's always a negative surprise, but the least amount of negative surprises. And, and then they're protected. Yes. I'm terrified when we get into too much creativity that I will miss something and it's I will hurt are someone. we were
0: trained by the same person.
1: <laughs> I really thought it was a personal problem, but maybe we can blame it on someone yeah. else.
0: <clears throat> no, the good and the bad, though. It, it was It great. always made me that question every piece. So even just the other day, I said, was doing an early... Storage. They're going to store their stuff in the house. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, let's write a contingency plan. Like, what, what are we going to do to protect the sellers? Well, we want a liability, so if they trip. We want a liability if the house floods, We want a liability if what happens if somebody breaks in? What happens if the house blows down? What happens if there's a tidal wave in Woodward? Like, <laughs> like what do you protect ourselves against?
1: I mean, there could be a tsunami. I
0: mean, something. <laughs> I mean, so where do you, I mean, you cannot protect against every thing because you can't and that's part of the problem yes so when you start adding variables it increases exponentially to me the the potential for a problem
1: okay so my dad when we when he buys a washer or a dryer he buys the basic model because the more buttons there are the more things that can go wrong and i actually said that to jennifer at modern appliance the other day well, when I go purchase one, I need the simplest model because yep. <laughs> the less buttons to push, the less things that can go wrong. And so it's the same as what yes. you're saying. Yep. Like the simpler, the better. But man, I just over- so, so take over, man. What okay. are we going to do here? I want to.
0: So we're going to talk about creative financing.
1: Do you want to start with discussing the difference between rent to own and owner financing?
0: So let's talk about creative financing versus a mortgage. Okay, go. So, the mortgage laws have changed so much in the last five or six years since the Dodd-Frank Act that um, financing a home has got even more eyes on it. Like, they're trying to protect against um, fraudulent, high-risk loans. Because— there were some lenders out there that were doing short term and then escalating the interest rates out massive like how we're going to loan you 400,000 at 1.2% interest for you know 2 years and then after 2 years it goes to 27% interest or you have to refinance or we're going to take your home like there was all kinds of and and there things. were loans
1: that were so easy to get it was a joke like yes. i had a 100% conventional loan when we moved to woodward in 2008 that's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah. now i yes. didn't know it was ridiculous then i was right. just thankful now i'm like Whoa, what? Yeah. Like legit, not USDA, 100% conventional loan. That's crazy. You had one, you had a weird loan.
0: I had a, in 2007, I had a no doc, no income, credit score only, 20% down loan. I said, well, how much can I borrow? And he goes, how much money you got? And I said, I told him, he goes like, well, you can borrow five times that amount. And I was like, there's no way I could ever pay that back. And so- so
1: so this is, I mean, that's yeah. why the that's why the rules Dodd Frank Act came into effect. Yes, yes, because they saw all that crazy stuff. They recognized that it put a bunch of buyers into a negative position. And um, a lot of buyers lost their homes and foreclosures mm-hmm. in 2008 through 2010, probably. Yep. yep. And so that's why they did that. Yeah. Also, I had to tell you, but that's been more than five years. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so because of those changes, um, mortgage laws have gotten stricter. Yep. And and rightfully so. A lot more careful, a lot more eyes dotted, T's crossed. Did I say it right?
0: Yes. yes. So then that, that also, then that put a slow down on creative financing. Okay. Um, so you are a lot more protected using a standard mortgage. Right. You just have, um, so this is creative financing. Why would you use creative financing? It's part of the problem. So let's get into that. So basically, if you can get a mortgage, there's probably not a reason to do creative financing.
1: Agreed. Because a mortgage is probably your very best option. You're probably going to have the best interest rate. You're going to have the best terms. You're going to have the most security, and it protects you.
0: So why you would do creative financing and qualify for a mortgage. Okay. So right now... People have interest rates locked in at two and three percent interest, and four percent, and five percent. Right. So, right now there are some of these bigger towns and some of these million, two and three million dollar properties. If you can imagine a two million dollar property went from two percent to seven, their payment went up five thousand dollars a month, from a two percent to a seven percent.
1: That just say it again.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy? (laughs) Five thousand per month on a two million. So. Oh wow! So if they could figure out a way to, I'm going to use the word hijack the other guy's interest rate, right? So there are people buying homes. Um, I lost the word. Um, they're taking over their mortgage. So uh, subject to, they're ta- they're buying the home subject to the mortgage. So let's say it's a million dollar home. Um, the the other owner owns owes eight hundred thousand. The buyer may give them 200000 and then just start making their payment. Okay. So that is a torrent warm. That is, that is one of these options. If you're going to do that—no, I'm going to stop real quick. If you're going to do that, let's hire an attorney. Seriously. Because there are, there are some clauses inside the mortgages that can throw you for a loop.
1: Okay, let me go back. You're talking about the buyer assuming the mortgage you're talking about the buyer. Not like a, the property yeah. is still in the current owner's name.
0: No, it doesn't have to be.
1: So it can be deeded over.
0: Yes, the mortgage is still in place under the other individual's name.
1: So remember a minute ago. Very really, dangerous but, for the seller. Well, last week, whenever we talked about having a title contingency.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, this is not going to be clear marketable title. Then you're not going to do title still
0: mortgage. Work. No, you're. Yes. You can still do because title Because the other or, mortgage
1: isn't going to be released.
0: Correct. So you're buying it subject to that mortgage. Okay. So you are now responsible for that mortgage. Okay. I believe they file a form with the treasurer's office that oh, says, okay. you know, buyer, now seller A actually is de- duplicating the mortgage. So it's it's like he's mortgaging his own mortgage. Like so. So the seller mm. is still liable for his mortgage, but yes, the buyer is still liable for his mortgage. Now, why in the world would you do that if you're a seller? Well, maybe that's the only way to sell your house right now. Right. Maybe it's like I'm going to lose my house. It's going to go into foreclosure. I can't make that payment anymore. This guy's willing to. He's giving two hundred thousand down. You can pay that down on your note, and then he can continue making the payment. He's in real deep because he gave you a couple hundred thousand. Right. Now your payment's covered. It is going to tie up your credit. Your credit will be tied up. You it will still show on your credit report. It will not show up on the buyer's credit report.
1: Ooh, which is a negative for many many buyers. And, and, like yes and your no. credit, well, but it can be because like your credit score, like my mortgage weighs heaviest on my credit yes. score,
0: right? Yep. yep. Yes.
1: Interesting. Okay. So,
0: and all this stuff, like, I mean, I'm telling you, if if you get into these things, oh, please call us and let's go talk to an attorney because I want to lay down all of the bad things I've seen happen. Yes. And I've seen a lot. And I want to make sure that you, we have all of those bases covered and we weigh the pros and cons and we weigh the the risks. Have I done? Yes. Have I done owner financing? Absolutely. Yes. I don't know how many times I've done it because it was beneficial for me and it was beneficial right. for the other person. Right. And we all won. Could we have lost? Who would have lost the biggest? Same with the bank. If I quit making my payment day, who wins and who loses? Right. Well, it, it comes back to hard, part of the business plan.
1: Sure.
0: So, Morgan, this is very confusing, probably for people. So, it is
1: confusing. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's so
0: important we talk about it. Important that we
1: talk about it, but why it's hard to talk about too because yes. it's hard to grasp your to grasp yes. all of the different straws that are floating and around in the air. We could
0: talk I mean, I think I could go days talking about this stuff I'm because there's so could. many options, so many options. So, that was the quick difference quick 10 minutes. Difference between a mortgage and you know kind of an owner finance and can you owner finance a house you have mortgaged and all that? Yes. The answer is yes. Most of your mortgages say there's a due on sale clause. So if they see that you have transferred title, right. They can call your note, which means now you have to pay it quickly or they will foreclose on it.
1: Which defeated the whole purpose of the defeated whole the whole purpose. So, so be careful.
0: If you're gonna owner finance it, if you're gonna do that subject to type mortgage, you wanna make sure that your buyer can go out and purchase the home and pay the mortgage off. Either way. If you're gonna lose the house anyway, there's some of these times it's like, well, this is my only uh, this is my only white flag. This is my only sure. thing I can do. This is my only option. Well, if it's your only option.
1: Maybe it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. Let's go try it. Right. Let, let's see if we can rescue your credit and rescue you and your family sure. and move on to the next deal and help this people in and all that. So Okay. Um,
1: <clears throat> okay. I want you to discuss what rent to own is okay. and what—yeah. um, yeah. I want you to discuss what that means. So
0: rent to own, lease to own— Owner financing, or kind of the three top main, and then there's combinations of all three of those.
1: But we have a lot of buyers call and say, "Hey, do you do rent-to-own? Hey, do you do lease-to-own? Hey, I'm looking for this." Okay. But whenever we get down to the nitty-gritty, what they're really wanting and expecting is not really what it is. Right. And
0: when so you talk about when we it. ask more questions, it, it always comes out they may be expecting something different. So a lot of people have heard the term this rent-to-own. So the the definition of a rent-to-own is basically. I'm going to rent the house until I can buy it. Okay. So, I'm going to I want to buy this $100,000 house. I'm going to pay you $1,000 a month rent until I can buy it. The purchase price is $100,000 today. Mm-hmm. It's $100,000 in 6 months. It's $100,000 in 5 years. I'm going to rent it until I can pay you $100,000. It doesn't
1: matter how much money I've given you. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to buy it for $100,000 in 5 years. Right. Or tomorrow.
0: Right. Whatever you put in your contract. Okay. So now some people rent and they contribute part of the rent towards the principal. Okay. Okay. So that's another version of a rent to own Mm -hmm. contract. So, um, so I'm going to pay you thousand dollars a month. I want 200 a month to go to the principal. So that now, now it's becoming more like a lease to own or a mortgage. Okay. But rent to owns basically mean I'm going to rent it until I can pay you what you're wanting for the property. um, now, they get dirty again. It gets messy because now who fixes the water heater, who fixes right. the route, who pays for insurance, who does all that stuff? All those are variations inside this contract, mm-hmm. which can change an infinite number of times. So when you start your—when you get into a rent owned contract, you want to make sure all of that is spared out, spared out. Most of the lawsuits come on a rent owned contract because something wasn't clear. Who's responsible for property taxes? Who is responsible for the tree that fell on the neighbor's house? Who's responsible for the fence? Who's responsible for mowing the yard? All of those things. So, again, if you get into any of these contracts, please get a second opinion from a um, an attorney. I don't mind even reading your contract, highlighting the things I see that you need to get more information on, right. and then send you to an attorney. I'll right. do my peep for free. Then go talk to an attorney. But I still advise anytime do you before think that you
1: somebody should talk to an attorney. I, you know,
0: <laughs> I would definitely talk to an attorney. So um, the next one is this owner financing, not owner financing, a lease to own. These are more strategic in um, they're taking more possession of the home. So now they're more responsible for it's closer to a mortgage than owner finance finance, okay. so they now are more responsible for like a triple net lease on a commercial building. They're responsible for taxes, insurance, and repairs. Okay. So usually when people get into a lease own, they they're taking possession and ownership without taking legal title, is what lease to own is. So you set your terms out. I'm going to lease the property for 15 years. At the end of the 15 years, I'm going to own the house. Um, there's most of the time or I'm going to lease it for five years and then I'm going to refinance it. Okay. Here's what the, here's what the, you know, it's a hundred thousand dollar house. I'm going to lease it for a thousand dollars a month for five years. And in five years, I'm going to pay you 80. So some people put a a M chart in there. I say am mm-hmm. chart very liberally because it's not really amortized as a lease. Okay, It is again, then go back and say you get a hundred dollars a month towards your payment. Mm-hmm. Um, you, that you're taking more responsibility on as a lease to own.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna pause you here because I think this is where I hear buyers get mixed up. Mm-hmm. A lot of our buyers think that every dime that they pay toward the lease fee goes toward their principal balance. Right. And it doesn't. Nope. Generally. Obviously, every contract can be written differently. But this is where you really want to pay attention. How much of your of your lease fee is going toward principal and how much is just to lease the property. Correct. So that you're not surprised later when you think, I'm going to have this paid off in five years. Really, in five years, you're refinancing for a little less than what you originally contracted for. Yep. So definitely, again, goes back to you with your, I mean, you're you serious. Like, visit with an attorney. Make sure you fully understand the terms. Make sure that they are telling you. Make, make sure the attorney can show you this could get you in trouble, this could get you in trouble, this is what you're doing. Get that in layman's terms yep. so that you fully, fully understand what you're getting into.
0: Yeah, you want to make sure. And then the good thing about talking to an attorney in advance is if you do get in a problem, then you have an attorney that's already reviewed it and they can help you mm-hmm. take the next step. So and then the last one is owner financing. <clears throat> so owner financing is basically... um.
1: This is a lot less scary. The
0: human, be- the the human, the seller or whoever it is, <laughs> the individual, the human, not the monkey. We're talking AI here. <laughs> yes, AI, the AI version. AI version. Yeah. So the guy, the person, the individual or the company that's selling or not even selling is financing the home. It doesn't have to be the owner. They basically are becoming the bank. Right. So they are a mortgage. You legally own the property. It is in your name. Deed is in your name. They file a mortgage against your house or property or building or whatever that says, and then a promissory note that says you promise to pay. So you're going to mortgage the property. So um, I've done this several times. Um, I'm in one right now. So basically um, an individual said, man, I need, I would like to make this much money on my money. Um, we we looked for some investment property. Mm-hmm. I, I, I told him, I said, well, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to buy this commercial building. If you would be interested in becoming the bank for me, I will pay you this. This is what the bank has offered me. I will pay you this much just to help you. And then it helps me. It makes it a little easier. And then we'll move forward. Now, you're my bank. I make you a payment every month. Uh, you're making way more than a CD and way more than a, they make at the bank. Right. And, so they're, and it's no risk to them. So basically, I bought a $300,000 building, put 50000 down. They loan me $250,000. i am paying them really good interest rate. Now, in our contract, I have the right to refinance it at any point in time. Sure. And the way I wrote this one, because it's a different person, I wrote it that any time they want out, mm-hmm. they just have to give me a 90-day notice. Right. Because I have the ability to just pay it off. I mean, I can just call the bank. They'll just loan me the money. So it's super safe for them. And they're in it really good. So they're in a... Praised for three seventy five, so they're in a three hundred seventy five thousand dollars building. And I only owe them two fifty. So if I get wild and crazy and go to right. the casino and give you all my money, and they need to foreclose on me, there's probably no risk. They can just auction the darn building and get their sure. money back. So, as the financier person, if you're the guy financing the one of these three things, it goes back to hey, I'm the seller. The rent to own is more than likely the most safe for you because you still have Mm -hmm. title to the property. Right. Lease to own the same. Mm -hmm. And then, and then owner finance is the lease. Then you got to foreclose. So we'll get into the seller aspects in just a second. Um, So buyer wise. So if you, so if you become the owner finance, so that's the difference between all three of those rent own, you're renting till you can purchase it for the price. Lease to own you're agreeing to purchase at a price in the future, and you take basically full control of the property except for legal title. And then owner finance, you take legal title, they take a mortgage back. Right. So when the Dodd-Frank Act—so we're to talk about sellers. <clears throat> when the Dodd-Frank Act hit, a lease to own can be construed as a mortgage— so as a seller, you need to make sure your attorney has read your contract to verify that if you, if they decide to sue you for not collecting your payments correctly, not sending out notices, not doing all the th- requirements of the Dodd-Frank Act.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So if they take you to court and say, hey, this lease to own is a mortgage, then they can t- tie to the Dodd-Frank Act and then... Then now you have to foreclose on them, so you do not want to get into that mess. If that right. wasn't the intention, that wasn't the intention. So you want to make sure. Again, if I haven't said it yet, I want to go ahead and mention: if, if you went to call an attorney, <laughs> it'd be a great thing to talk to them about. So, not a doubt. so the risk here these are these are way more risky. Um, they are very rewarding. I've owner financed. I don't know how many properties
1: you owner financed mine.
0: Oh, I did, didn't I?
1: You did for a very short time yep. because I was in the middle. I was in the middle of the divorce, and yep. we didn't. I did not want to. I didn't want to create any discomfort for my now ex-husband to have to sign yep. because spouses have to sign mm-hmm. an exculpatory clause and a mortgage. Did I say? That? I think that's what yep. it's called. Yes, and I I did not want to put him in that position. I knew that that would be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. we were really, I mean, just a short time away from finalizing the divorce, and and so you said, okay. I talked to my wife. We are willing to do this. And and so I had to pay my mortgage to you. My only complaint is you don't deposit checks very quickly. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. But, I mean, and that was really, again, what you said earlier I think is so important that the way that you've done business, and I would watch out for this with everyone. Not everyone does this the way you did. It was strategic for you. You did get interest. I paid mm-hmm. you at the similar interest to what I yep. mortgaged for with when I did the secondary market mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was also very strategic for me and allowed me to get into my cute little tiny house in a safe and swift fashion to allow everything in in my um, crazy little life then to move forward and be finished. Like it was very, very helpful, very, very beneficial. And I'm very – I just caution people to be careful who they do business with as well. Right. Because that was a business transaction. Yes. I was very thankful Mm -hmm. to you and Carrie Ann but it was still business. And, and I, I don't have the same trust level with everyone I, that I'm, I would with you. And I dare say you probably would be a little more careful <laughs> with, with people that you do as seller. I mean, you were the bank yes. in that situation.
0: So, so it's, so when I'm the bank for the ever other, yours was different. It was very strategic because it was more of, I mean, it was, there was a lot more to it than just a Business transaction.
1: It was less than a six month transaction. Right. Too, it was like, quick.
0: It was easy. Yeah. It, it, it leveraged the ability to buy the house a little bit cheaper, quicker. We could. It was awesome. It worked out exactly like we put it on paper. Right. So, um, and we did. We did full paper. We did. We did everything. We did a mortgage. I did
1: a full enclosing with Jackie at Woodward County. Abstract. We did the
0: whole thing. So it was like a real. I we filed everything. Right. So same type of deal. Um. So I'm doing so. So a lot of our rental homes that we had, um, we got in a situation where we just we just I couldn't manage all of the repairs and the maintenance and the mm-hmm. phone calls in the middle of the night and the weekends and holidays. And so I converted a lot of ours to the lease to own option.
1: Awesome. Yes.
0: So basically, we're telling them, and and we're telling them, hey, you really want to buy this house? You want to own it? We don't want to own it. You can't get a bank from, mortgage from the bank. So here's what we think fair market value is. We're going to sell it to you. Here's a fair market rent or interest rate. We put it all in there. Um, and we have a full tilt contract. We've had it read by multiple attorneys. We have spent tens of thousands of dollars on this contract to protect not only us, but we also like our, our, our goal is to not get the house back. We don't want the house back. Right. We have agreed to sell it to right. you. We want you to buy it. So in our lease home contracts, and we don't have very many anymore. I say that, I don't know how many we have now, but we, we, put you in the contract. You make the payments every month, a little bit knocks off the principal. Um, you pay for insurance, you pay for taxes, you pay for repairs. Um, it's all you, It's you basically own the house. We just have the title of the property. Right. So, and then there's sometimes there's reasons for that. You may have a judgment on your credit. You may have, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's, there's, you may just have really bad credit. You may have a whole hospital bills. You may have reasons you cannot go to the bank, but right. you've changed or or whatever um you've got on your feet and now you're making a steady paycheck and you're moving forward and you want to buy a home and you can't. Mm -hmm. Well this is that's that's why we're doing these. Right. Um so we're not we don't want to put somebody that just wants to rent a home in a least owned contract. Right. So so we go through it with them and say, Hey, if you expect us to show them fix your water heater, this isn't your game. Mm -hmm. If and then on the other hand if we're like, hey you you plan on you know, only living here two or three years and moving out, this is not your game. Right. So if you want to move in two years, you need to try to sell the house. Mm-hmm. And we'll help you sell it or find a different person to take over your, your lease to own. But then now we have control of your lease to own. We're not just going to move anybody in there. Right. Because we have control of the property. We don't want to move in, you know, whatever. We don't want to move in somebody that's going to tear the property up. So um, so the lease to own gives us still con- some control again. And I don't know how many times... I remember the, one of the first ones I did back in 2000, oh, it was a long, long time ago. I accidentally bought a house in Goldsby.
1: <laughs> you know, things happen.
0: Things happen. <laughs> it's great. I uh, don't even know that's where that is. a whole other store. <laughs> um, it's just south of Norman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I bought this house. I didn't know what to do with it, so I put a little ad in this newspaper, local newspaper. said, hey, I'm going to rent to own. I'm going to lease own this home. I found a great dude that was working at that Goldsby Casino. I met him. We I sold him financed the house. He made the payment for ten years, so I bought the house for twelve thousand dollars. Sold it to him for twenty, so I made seven or eight thousand dollars. Plus, then I, I charged him, a, you know, whatever interest was at the bank is two or three percent more than that. Um, but it was easy. Right. He was super grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would call and check on him. I went by one time, I was driving by, and I thought, hey, I want to stop him check on this guy. And so i whip in there, and I pull up to his house. And I said, hey, I just come to the area. I thought I'd check it." He invited me in, gave me cookies. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like we You were,
1: made a friend.
0: <laughs> we were friends. And I thought, so. And then I remember mailing him the deed. Awesome. Like, I notarized it, and I mailed it to him. And um, I said, hey, happy 10th anniversary of your house. Uh, you made your last payment. How exciting. So so exciting. I love That's all of awesome. that. I love all of that when that happens. So rent owned, owner-finance, all of them can be awesome. Please call your attorney. <laughs> okay.
1: And with that, we're done. Yes,
0: with that, we done. Hey, if you've got questions on that, please call me. I love going through all those. I want to really out the options. There's a billion options. Mm-hmm. We'll lay them all out, help you the best way you can. So thanks again. This is the Brian Kendra Show, 580-334-2303. I'm
1: Kendra Brown, 580-216-0090.